As I'm taping the podcast for you this week, it is October 23rd, and five years ago to the day, I made a decision that unknowingly would change the trajectory of my life. I came home on this date in 2015 completely angry and disgusted about my soul-sucking corporate job where I was very addicted to the paycheck. I loved that six-figure salary, but I hated the person that I had to be in order to keep collecting the check. I felt like a sellout. I felt like a phony. I felt like I had to be a yes man. At that company I worked at, I felt very creatively suppressed, and I felt as if there was no room for my opinions or for me to even be who I was. And before I go too far down the blame rabbit hole about how awful that company was, I was awful. <laughs> like, I had become miserable because I knew the career was no longer aligned for the person that I was at 39 years old. I had a dream to grow to become more, to give more to the world. I knew that I wanted to start a coaching practice, even though rationally that made no sense to me. I had no background in being a therapist or in mental health, but I felt an overwhelming urge that I wanted to help people. And I didn't know where to begin, and I didn't even know if I was qualified or could make a living doing it. But the pain in my life had become so great that after my third glass of wine, because that was my coping device back in the day, I sat down, I took out my credit card, and I bought my web domain on GoDaddy. And at the time, I thought I was on a two-year plan to figure out my life reinvention and my career reinvention. But as the universe would have it, I was 72 hours away. It turns out the following Monday, I was released from that corporate job, and I've been on my Amplified Life journey, creating my life on my terms ever since. And a friend of mine asked me recently, they said, Dan, was sitting down and buying that web domain the moment that changed your life? And in a way, I'm sure it was. I was signaling to the universe that I was ready to step into this new identity. But it was actually the final step in that journey. There were several steps that I took before it that prepared me to make that commitment. So what I want to do this week on Life Amplified, these are the first five steps to creating any transition in your career or your life. Welcome to episode 119 of Life Amplified. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I use my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. It's said that there are only two things in life that are certain, death and taxes. I would add a third thing to that list. It's actually change. And while that word can be very scary for people, it's also non-negotiable. Life is always evolving it's going to change, and you are going to find yourself at a turning point where you're making a transition from one phase of your life to the other. That could be transitioning from college into the working world. That can be the transition from being single to married, uh, the transition from taking care of yourself to becoming a parent. For some people, it's the transition back into the workforce after raising your children and having them move out of the house. And sometimes it's just the transition from one career into another. All of those changes will freak out your nervous system that is wired for safety and certainty, but they're all accompanied with two big questions that we'll find ourselves asking at some point in our lives. Who am I 
and what do I really want? And my guess is, is if you're a listener to this podcast, you might be facing a similar decision in your life right now. I think that that's been one of the underlying themes of this pandemic during the shutdown is we've all been forced to face the areas of our life that might be in an emotional or a spiritual decay. We've had to step back and renegotiate and reevaluate everything in our life from our careers to our relationships to even just what we've prioritized up until now. So that's my intention for today is if you're a person who is facing the proverbial dark night of the soul because you know that you are no longer the person that you've been showing up as, but you haven't quite made that transition and evolved into the person that you want to be, whether it be at home or at work, what I want to do today is walk you through the five stages of any life transition as well as give you the first five steps that you're going to have to take to get started and move your life from where you are to where you want to be. And this message is just so important for me to share because A, it's a big reflection of what I've done in my life over not just the past five years of starting the business, but that journey to figuring out who I was started another three or four years before that when I was going through my divorce. So this episode is really a gift from my heart to yours. If you love what you're hearing and you want to share this with a friend, it would mean the world. You can screenshot this podcast and you can upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Be sure to tag me at CSC Dan Mason. And by the way, if you find yourself needing some additional support to really navigate the transition that you're facing right now, you can find more info on my coaching programs at creativesoulcoaching.net. So let's talk about the five stages of any life transition. Unfortunately, step one always starts with a tremendous amount of pain. This is when people come to me in a coaching application and they say, Dan, I am stuck. In fact, I just received a coaching application the other day that I think is so indicative of where a lot of people find themselves at right now. Uh, This person said, I'm tired of being tired. I feel like for most of my life, I've never been fulfilled or happy. Deep down, I feel I have so much more to offer the world and I need somebody to guide me because I've never had any direction in my life. You know, this is usually that moment where we realize we've been chasing all of the shoulds. The things that we think we should want, that stable corporate job with a dependable paycheck or the things that we should want in terms of, you know, the relationship or the financial goals that we've had. You should want the house and the 2.5 kids and the picket fence, but at some point you'll get all of those things. And then at some point you realize the circumstances of your life do not match up with who you want to be or the person that you truly feel called to be. And when we are in this state of pain, the danger for many people, including me from 2012 in my life to 2015, is we look for the external solutions. We think that there is a new job or a new relationship, a new vacation or a new purchase to get the better car that's going to fill that internal void of not living in alignment with who we are. So then you continue to do that. And then in many cases, you'll spend a great deal of money chasing a solution. And then you've spent a bunch of money and you don't feel any better. Well, what does that create? You know, it creates a cycle where you got to work harder at your job to get that next bonus, next pay raise, because now you want to get out of debt before you're going to consider making the transition. Uh, But every time you get to the next level in your career, you're like, I deserve a reward. So you spend more 
more money and you're just sort of like reinvesting in your own misery. So the two big points that I want to bring up when it comes to this first stage of realizing pain. Number one, there will be a point in your life, if you haven't reached it yet, where the pain of staying where you're at is going to outweigh the fear of making a change. For many of us, we have to reach the holy shit point of our life where there's just no option that we are so unhappy that we have to step into a new way of being. Number two, you have to make a shift of focus for where you're looking for solutions from an external point of focus to going within internally. Because once you do that and you make that commitment, you're going to transition out of the pain portion of your life into the second level of a life transition, which is the point that I like to call your conformity inventory. And this is the point where you have to assess how many of your values and beliefs were influenced by other people. How many of your values and beliefs aren't even yours? Are they the things that your parents taught you? Things that you learned from your peer group growing up as a child. Sometimes the values and beliefs that were instilled in us by a religious system if you grew up in a church. But start to get clear about what are the beliefs that you have about work and how you relate to work. Start to get clear on your beliefs about other people. How much can you trust them? Will they show up for you if you need them? What are your views and beliefs about money and abundance? We just did a whole podcast about that last week and all the ways that family financial trauma tends to permeate our thinking and affect our relationship with generating money. What are your values and beliefs around what it means to have a successful life? And then, as uh, Mandy Morris once said on this podcast, one of our most downloaded episodes ever, you have to start to figure out what about me is not really me. Which of your beliefs authentically belong to you at a spiritual level? And what are the things you've been conditioned to believe by the outside world? One of the most impactful books uh, of my lifetime, it's the first personal development book I ever read. It was given to me by my therapist when I was like 27 years old. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz takes a deep dive into this, that 99% of our belief systems aren't ours. They're the beliefs that were taught to us by other people. So if you look at the four agreements, what Don Miguel Ruiz breaks down are just four simple beliefs. If you forget everything else you've ever learned and just live by the four beliefs that he lays out in that book, you'll create a life with more happiness and less self-judgment. But what we're looking to do here through steps two and three is really bridge that gap from being the person that you've been conditioned to be to becoming the person who you authentically are. And that leads us to the third step of any life transition, which is the discovery phase. This is where you're uncovering who you are and what you value. And the danger in this step for so many people is you're going to start to realize that there's a gap in your life between the way things are and the way things ought to be. And that brings up a lot of shame and guilt for people because you start to look back on some of the mistakes and the times where your values have been out of alignment. This is usually the point where people who are workaholics have to step back and assess, well, what has been the impact on their spouse and kids by being addicted to work and chasing the next paycheck? This is where people start to take inventory on what ways have they numbed out from not feeling that pain to chase this false paradigm that somebody else wanted for them. 
You know, have they been drinking in order to not feel? Have they been turning to other numbing behaviors? You know, in the 12-step process, a lot of times this can become the uh, fearless moral inventory of the times when you've hurt people as you've tried hard to get your needs met in the past. So that's all part of the self-discovery process. It's nothing to avoid. It's a great space for healing. We just had an amazing call around this topic in the eight-week accelerator group program that I run where there is a woman in the group for the first time ever, spoke up about some of the shame and some of the things that she did with men and relationships. It all came from a perfectly legitimate psychological need, you know, having a father who was emotionally unavailable. She wanted so badly to get attention from men that sometimes she wasn't acting in integrity and felt really bad about that and be able to share that on a call and have the other members of the group show up and love her and accept her and cheer her on and support her was a powerful way to work through that shame and release it. But like I said, all part of the self-discovery process, we want to uncover who you are, what you really value, and take inventory of the places where you haven't really lived up to those values in the past. Because once we let go of all that, we can step into the fourth stage of a life transition, which is what I call the rebirth. This is when you can set new goals and create new behaviors that are value-oriented with the person that you want to be. In my coaching practice, a lot of what I talk about, if you've ever attended any of my live trainings or if you've worked with me one-on-one, we talk a lot about purpose and getting clear on your purpose emotions, which is very much a part of step three in that discovery process. But then in step four is what we do is we start to set purpose-driven goals. And this is the time when people really start to open themselves up to new possibilities rather than focusing on the limitations. And you can really move your life toward living wholly and authentically. One of the big questions you should ask yourself here in this fourth stage of rebirth is we want to start to shift the focus away from you. This is like when, when people come to me and they're like, Dan, I want to figure out what my passion is. I love that and I'm all about passion, but passion is very self-focused. It's about what do I love? What do I like to do? How can I get paid for what I love? But in the rebirth phrase, we can start to reframe that question and just start asking, how can I serve? How can I help others? Because the two master needs of life are growth and giving. Why do we want to grow more in our personal development? Why do we want to grow spiritually? Why do we want to grow in our career or in our income? Because the more that we're growing, the more that we learn, the more we have to give to other people. So that is really a big component of rebirth. And once you're there, you can move to the fifth stage. Some people might call this enlightenment. I just call it alignment. That's when your behavior is completely matched with your personal values and you are living as your ideal self. And it's also a tremendous pathway to having more peace in your life. What you'll notice when you're living in alignment is that your daily intentions are very much about how can I serve and how am I contributing every day. When I look at the version of Dan, who was back in stage one, in a tremendous amount of pain and chasing this life that looked great on social media, that made me feel like I was finally one of the cool kids, that got a lot of praise and attention from my father, that life was all about me. 
It was all about, am I getting my needs met? Are people paying attention to me? Do I have connection? Am I liked? And where I'm truly at now in my life is just waking up each day with you know, an intention and, and a, a prayer to my higher power of how can I serve? What is the highest and best use of my time today? And how can I give my gifts in a way that will make a difference? Hopefully recording this podcast today is in alignment and it's making an impact for somebody who's listening. So think of those five phases, right? There is the pain phase. There's the conformity inventory. There is self-discovery. There is rebirth and alignment. Where are you at in your life right now? And what you might realize is that you're in different stages of this transformation journey in different areas of your life. In fact, one of my former clients uh, just reached out to me. We did a one-on-one intensive session this week, and she is a woman who came to me and got very clear on her purpose, and she is crushing it in her career. She has never been happier in her work life, but where she's at right now is experiencing a lot of pain in certain family relationships, and she's having to take that inventory of some of the beliefs about what it means to be special or to get attention or to get love love which of those really belong to her and what is more of a product of conditioning. So she's living in complete alignment in her career. And yet as she looks at her family life, there's an area here where she's just starting this journey again in that section. So really take some time to consider where are you at in different areas of your life. And no matter where you're at, you know, my guess is as many people who are listening to this podcast today about creating a transition in life, you're probably in one of those first three stages. You're either in a tremendous amount of pain, you're starting to get clear on the values and beliefs that don't even belong to you, or you're just in the beginning of this process of self-discovery. What I want to do though, because there's so much confusion about where do I go next? And how do I bridge this gap in my life between where I'm at and where do I want to be? I want to give you just five keys and five first steps that will help you on this journey to get you started. You know, I talked at the beginning of the podcast about taking action and buying my web domain and that really putting things in motion for me. But that was the last step of the beginning, at least. There were many things that I had to do up to that. The first step that I would tell you is if you're embarking on any life transition is you have to be patient. You are going on the hero's journey. Everybody wants a quick solution. We are an instant gratification society. We want to binge watch the whole season of our favorite TV show all at once and know exactly what's going to happen. We're used to hitting the button on Amazon Prime and having the groceries or having the new purchases arrive the next day at our doorstep. But remember that personal transformation and life in general, there is a germination process to it. Just as it takes a baby nine months to fully form in its mother's stomach, this journey of figuring out who you are unfolds over time. So really enjoy that process, take the pressure off, and find a little bit of patience. You know, when I'm working with a client, you know, I can help you create a purpose statement for your life in one session. That part is easy. But the journey of taking a purpose statement to actually making it real in the world and making that a monetizable career or a business is something that is a discovery process and you have to be open to that. 
The second step to beginning a career or life transition is we want to celebrate where you've been. You know, so often we focus on the things that suck about where we're at in our career or in our life. But one of the really powerful questions my very first coach gave me when I had just started this process of figuring out who I was and I would bitch all the time about my radio career, it was like, what drew you to it in the first place? What was it that made you fall in love with radio? And the answer for me, and I didn't even realize this was an aha moment till he shut me up and pointed it out. I said, it was the ability to be the one friendly voice in somebody's day. When I was on the air... You know, before I transitioned just to becoming a behind the scenes executive, I love that connection with the listener. And I don't think radio even really does this anymore because so many people have like transitioned over to Pandora and Spotify. But there was such an, an ability to talk directly to the audience and they could call the request line and they would, you know, ask for their favorite song, but you can engage them. You could ask them about their day, you could have a conversation. And some of the most powerful moments of my radio career were being on the air during times of tragedy. I remember being on the radio the night of 9-11 and just, you know, not even playing music and just opening up the phone lines and letting people come together and grieve as a community. And once I realized this idea that what I loved was being that friendly, inspirational voice in someone's day, the person who can make somebody smile or think differently or feel good, that started to just create a little spark of an idea for my coaching business, you know, where I feel like part of my job is to be the biggest cheerleader and advocate for people's dreams. So maybe part of this pandemic for you, being at home with your kids doing distance learning, is you realize what you really enjoy is the ability to make that healthy lunch for your children every day. There's gold in that information for you if you consider it. Maybe nutrition is going to be part of your next career journey. The person who loves to vacation because they love taking photos of exotic locations and beautiful landscapes. Maybe photography classes are where you want to move to next. But if you're unhappy in a certain phase of your life or you've outgrown it, start to get clear on what drew you there in the first place. And that's going to be just a key, a compass, if you will, to point you in the right direction through your transition. Step number three to navigating any career or life transition is you have to trade in your certainty for curiosity. Everybody wants to know the perfect answer. They want to know exactly what their career should be, how much money that they're going to make, the fact that they're not going to fail. Nobody's going to think they're an idiot for leaving where they were, and that's not the way life works. You know, this doesn't happen too often, but I get people who sign up for a discovery call to find out about my coaching programs, and they get very agitated with me that on the call that I won't tell them what they should do for their career. They're like, well, why should I spend this money with you? I would expect that you would tell me based on my strengths and what you figured out about me that you believe I'd be good in this certain job. Well, if I did that, I'm just another a-hole in your life who's telling you what you should do. The journey is about you creating a self-approved life that's aligned for who you are. And I can help anybody take that journey back within to help you find those answers. But if I told you what you should do for a career... 
I'm robbing you of the real gift, which is to learn who you are. So you got to give up this need for certainty and get curious, right? We can't look at your life through the lens of what you should do. This is about embracing that childlike curiosity and exploring what are the things that make you come alive? What are the things where you feel like you're at your best? And if you're a person who is stuck in a soul-sucking job, what I promise you is approaching life with curiosity is going to be the key that unlocks you from your cubicle. Even though I don't even know if anybody's really working in cubicles anymore. (laughs) We're all doing at-home work. But you get the point, right? That this is all about just keeping an open mind and looking at the world through fresh eyes. Step number four to navigate any career or life transition, this is about finding a direction not worrying about the final destination. You've got to do this messy and you've got to do it imperfectly. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know when I very first started this idea of exploring who I was, it all began with me going to writing workshops in New York City thinking I was going to write the next great American Broadway play. That dream lasted about two and a half months till I realized as I was staring at my computer that I hated writing scripts, (laughs) that I had no gift for writing characters or dialogue, and that's just not what my form of expression was. But in going to the writing workshops, I networked with somebody who referred me to a podcast, and the podcast host became my very first coach. So the wrong thing will always lead you to the right thing, but you've got to get out of inertia, give up the need for perfection and just start walking in the direction of the things that make you come alive. And eventually, uh, it might not be the thing, but it'll be the thing that leads to the thing. Step number five, when it comes to navigating any career or life transition, remember that intention requires action. So this is really, you know, sort of the companion to step number four about finding your direction. Well, step number five is you have to walk that path. You have to stay in motion. If I did not have a mentor, there is a piece of me that would have gotten down this path of trying to write all these scripts and not being able to find the joy in that And I would have fallen back into an old story about, well, I just suck. I'm always dissatisfied. Nothing is going to make me happy. Having the right mentor in my corner is what kept me taking action and trying new things. And eventually what it became is I started teaching complimentary little workshops about personal development through meetup.com. I was doing it for free, but I was so lit up by sharing the things that I was learning with other people. That's when some of those workshop attendees started asking me if they could pay me to coach them privately. So I stumbled into my dream career completely ass backwards. But an object in motion stays in motion. That is physics, and it is the same for you on your career and life reinvention journey. And really, I'll give you a bonus step here for number six that I just referred to. Find a mentor to help you. Nobody creates their next level alone. Nobody is a self-made person. And make sure that mentor is not your parents. (laughs) It's not a family member. It's not your friend who hasn't done the thing that you're setting out to do. You want to make sure that you have a mentor who's accomplished some results in your life that you aspire to embody. Look, I I don't tell people that you'll never figure it out on your own. 
eventually you will. I, I think everything that you truly desire is being held for you sort of in divine escrow somewhere in the ethers. But the question is, is would you like to create that momentum in the next three to six months? Or do you want to wait another three to six years? Do you want to wait 10 years to live the life that you truly desire? So to recap, these steps to get you started on any career or life reinvention. Number one, remember, patience is key. You're on the hero's journey. Number two, celebrate where you've been and ask what about your current life initially drew you to that life. There's going to be some good information in there you can use to move forward. Number three, trade in your certainty for curiosity. Number four, stop obsessing over the destination. Just find a direction. Step number five is walk your path and stay in motion. And your bonus step six is seek mentorship. These are all the things that I had to learn the hard way on my journey. I share them today so you don't get stuck in the same quicksand that I did back in the day. And if you are serious about creating your next level in your career and life and you need a mentor, I do have some spots open right now for one-on-one coaching. You can apply at my website creativesoulcoaching.net. I mentioned this last week. My rates are actually going up here toward the end of the year. This is the perfect time for you to get off the fence and to make a commitment that's going to change your life and move you forward. I appreciate you listening today. Make sure you give us a follow on the iHeartRadio app or whichever app that you're listening to us on. And if you're one of my friends on Apple, if you could please take a moment today uh, just to leave one of those five-star ratings and reviews. If you're so compelled, it does help us with the algorithm and helps us reach more people. If you also love what you're hearing today, you can screenshot this podcast and upload it to Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to tag me at at CSC Dan Mason so I can shout you out and personally thank you for spending a few minutes with me this week. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next time.